Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is the first episode of our special series that we are calling the Support Staff Series. Basically, within this series, what I wanted to do is talk with other music journalists and press teams and photographers and kind of the side of the business that everybody knows exists, everybody consumes their uh, their product, if you will, um, whether it's their podcast or just liking their photos on Instagram and all that sort of stuff, um, or whatever the case may be, but, you know, don't really know a whole lot about it or don't know a lot about the people. So basically within this support staff series, what I'll be doing is um, kind of highlighting some people um, that I'm a fan of and the work that they do and things like that, uh, as well as I intentionally did this in November, you know, November hosts Thanksgiving. Um, this is kind of a thank you for these people Uh being in music journalism as long as I've been in music journalism and seeing kind of just the the industry from this perspective, a lot of these things go unthanked. Um, not necessarily unappreciated, but, you know, as a music journalist myself with the podcast and I do concert photography and I used to write a bunch of articles before I had the podcast and whatnot. Um, you know, it, it's rare for the masses, if you will, to give appreciation. And basically I wanted to, um, thank the, the people for doing the work, you know, and, to start off with, the first episode, we are going to be talking with Jacques Lamour from the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast. Um, Jacques and I had a great conversation talking about kind of how we got started in the music industry uh, with music journalism and things like that, what advice we have for people that are thinking about starting podcasts, and just kind of a a lot of topics in all honesty. Um, and it was a great conversation with Jacques and I really appreciate him taking the time to, um, to sit with me and, and do this. And I won't lie to you guys. It's a long episode, uh, cause we had a lot of fun talking and I think that there's potential that we're going to do more together in the future for sure. But I really wanted to get this one out there for you guys. Um, highly recommend that you go like, follow, subscribe, share the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast. Um, but before you do all of that, let's jump into my conversation with Jacques Lamour from the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast. Yeah, for sure. So um, to kick things off, let's do this part. Uh, we'll get this out of the way. And that's the simple introduction, man. Um, kind of your name and some of the projects that you work on, because you've got the podcast, you have the Facebook group, you know, you, you've got your hands in a couple different things. 
Yeah, uh, so I'm Jacques Lamour. I'm the host of Pop Punk and Pizza podcast. Um, I run the. I've been doing the podcast for four years uh, since 2016. Um, my my day job. We were just talking <laughs> yeah. about those. Um, my day job is I'm a, a morning radio show host at a top 40 pop station in uh, Bourbon, Illinois. And I'm also their production director, who's the guy in charge of getting all the commercials recorded and produced and, and put on all the stations that the, um, the company owns, which is three. They're all in the same building. It's, it's, a, it's a small company. It's not like a, a big media right. outlet like iHeartRadio or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, is, it is the number one... We we are number one in in our area, so um, we do have that going for us. Um, and uh, I, I obviously there's nothing going on with COVID right now, but I do play in a Green Day tribute band as well. So um, awesome. so when you know shows resume, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure we'll be playing again. So so yeah. yeah. Um, so let's let's kick off with then. What's your favorite Green Day song? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if I could pick one. Um, <laughs> I know my favorites, because <laughs> um, I'm such a big Green Day fan, obviously, that's why I'm in the tribute right. band. Um, but um, I, I just, you know, I don't have like a favorite album because I like all of them. It just depends on what day you catch me on. Yeah. Um, they're, to me, they're all, to me, they're all amazing. People disagree with that. But, you know, that's why I'm a, a diehard fan. Right. Um, <laughs> I will say, okay, so like favorite songs to play live, I do like the older songs because it's easier to jump mm -hmm. in those songs. There's more s spots in the song where you can do those typical like punk jumps, yeah. if you will. So I, I do like Basket Case is good for that. Uh, Welcome to Paradise is good for that, so I do like like those to play those songs. All, but American Idiot also, you know, more current Green Day. Right. Um, American Idiot does have some good spots to jump too. So yeah, I mean, so anyway, yeah, I like to jump around and move around because I'm I'm the I'm the Jason White of the band. So okay. I I you know I just kind of I'm just kind of there. And and that's you know, yeah. So, yeah. but Jason White is very important in my eyes. So, um, but anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I I would say if I had to to pick some just to say to play live now to listen to, I have no idea <laughs> if if we're just gonna like you and me sit down, hang out, and listen to my favorite Green Day songs. I we'd probably just listen to the whole catalog. <laughs> right honestly <laughs> that's how so. i am with uh with yellow card and newfound glory man like i've had so many friends that are like well give me a couple songs to listen to and i'm like uh go to spotify and hit play like i i can't <laughs> pick there you one. Go. like just yeah the whole catalog like there are maybe honestly for both of those bands maybe a handful of songs that i'm like eh not their best work but like I'm like you, you catch me on the right day. It doesn't matter what song I'm listening to. I'm, I'm going to turn it up. It's going to be a rock song, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm a big yellow card fan too. So they're they're in my, you know, my top five yeah. or top ten, whatever. You know, um, Green Day, Goldfinger, Yellow Card, MXPX, uh, Less Than Jake. Those are like the the big bands for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, and I, I mean, I got into like Goldfinger and Less Than Jake and and some of them, but for me, it'd be like off the top of my head, if I was going to name five bands that I think like kind of defined, especially growing up, um, I'm only 35, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would say like Yellow Card, Newfound Glory, um, like Bayside, Old Anne Berlin was always there. Emery was always there, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I got very heavy in the pop punk, the emo scene, things like that. Um, and that's really what made me fall in love with music. Like I grew up listening to classic rock with my dad, you know, and sure. nothing against classic rock, but at the formative, you know, teenage years when I started discovering like punk music, like old school Blink-182, Anti-Flag, The Misfits, I'm like, no, this is what I like, you know, like this, this feels more me. Um, and yes. I've yet to grow out of that phase. So, <laughs> yeah, me too, man. That's, that's exactly where I'm at. My, my oldest brother introduced me to punk rock. He grew out of it. I didn't. So, yeah. you know, so here, here, here I am. It's pretty much right. what happened. Yeah. So, yeah. um, that's let's cool. talk a little bit about kind of your introduction into music journalism and, and kind of doing you know, we'll get into the podcast for sure. But like, what was kind of that, that start like for you on moving into that sector, if you will? Uh, It was interesting. Um, But also kind of an easy, sort of an easy transition because I started playing music at a young age, as far as instruments go. I don't know if you're a musician at all. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Um, but that that was my you know my main thing is is I started playing trumpet and bass guitar right around the same time uh, nine ten ten ish years old somewhere around there yeah and by the time I got to be thirteen I started a band and I was in I had that that band going um, it, with different members circling in and out until I was twenty five. And, uh, at that point I decided to quit my own band and I, I wanted to have a more stable career or a more, I actually like a, a guaranteed paycheck coming in yeah. the door, you know, but I still kind of wanted to do something in the music world, you know, because music is what I love. Right. So I thought I've always had in the back of my mind of, of being on the radio. So I thought, well, I mean, radio is just like another attachment to the music industry, right? It's just another outlet. It's still in the music industry. It's not playing in a band like I wanted to, (laughs) right? But you know, it's it's still music. So, so that's how I I went to a a, like a one year trade school for for media. You know, they went over radio and TV and internet and all that kind of stuff. My obviously my main interest was in radio, not so much the video stuff, although it was rewarding 
to learn some of that stuff as well yeah. because everything goes hand in hand anymore, as you know. Um, so, so that was around you know 2015. It was 2014 actually when I started to go to school, and I started podcasting right around the same time. And so that's honestly when I got into music journalism yeah. was around that time. And after doing a couple different podcasts from 2014 to 2015, six, late, you know, late 2016, um, that's when Pop Punk and Pizza came to mind because I wanted to narrow down what I was doing. Um, the other podcasts I did before were just kind of all over the place they weren't mm -hmm. specific enough and it's like it's like any other media outlet yeah, or well not any but when it comes to radio or podcasting i feel like the the more i've always read the more direct you are the better and obviously right. the more pa the more passionate you are the better and i'm the most passionate about pop punk so i thought okay so there's that and what goes well with pop punk? Well, pizza, right? right. So <laughs> I'm obsessed with pizza. Those are like my two favorite things, yeah. pop punk and pizza. Um, and ice cream, honestly. Right. I, I wish I, if, if I could add a subtitle, that would be it. <laughs> um, so, so that's how, um, so that's how I got started in music journalism and, and I've been, you know, doing it, doing it ever since. Yeah. So Awesome. Yeah, my, my journey was uh, a little on the, the a, a different path, obviously. Um, I think we all have similar directions, just different paths. Um, mine was, honestly, I just, I loved going to concerts. I grew up playing a little bit of music, um, kind of fell out of it in college, went to college to get a degree in computer applications and programming. And I don't use that degree at all anymore. So that was a sweet waste of money. Uh <laughs> But throughout that, you know, just I was I was in Indianapolis. I was going to shows like any night that I could. I didn't care if it was a quote unquote school night or whatever. Um, and then when I graduated college, it was like I, I got on at Best Buy. I was uh, working in the media department. So CDs, DVDs, video games, all that. Sure. And I was just like, I, I, I wonder, like we had this little I don't I don't even remember what it was called. It was like Best Buy Insider or something ridiculous. But it was like this little magazine uh, within Best Buy. And I was like, I wonder if I can like leverage that somehow. And you know what I mean? And and try to get into writing articles for that. And uh, pitched it to the, the people above me. And they were like, yeah, but you're going to need to prove yourself. So then, like I was telling you before we really got into the episode, like I sent out Uh -oh. Sorry about that. I lost Josh, you there you for there? a second. Yep. Yeah, I, lost I was going to say, uh, I'm here. <laughs> yep. Okay, good. So where did it, where did it so, cut out? Yeah, on? continue. Oh, you were, uh, you were about you were, to say, were, or the, the people, the up, the uppers at Best Buy said you had to prove Upstairs yourself. people. Okay. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. To, to prove myself, I, I kind of sent out the, the prayer email, if you will. I found a, a publicist, <laughs> um, that, and I'm sure you've worked with him. I'll drop his name here in a second, but um, it was a, a band that I wanted to go see the show of anyway. And I was like, what if I just reach out to their publicist? So the band was, he is we, 
And at that time, they were um, represented by Ray over at Ray B Media or Ray B uh, PR. Okay. So I hit up Ray and I'm like, hey, is there any way that I could do like an interview with the band and, you know, whatever? And he's like, yeah, I got room, you know, like it was a small Indianapolis show. Um, so I went and did that and just immediately fell in love with that side of it. Like that one interview was enough to hook me that this is what I want to do. I want to hear the stories from these bands and help them, you know, get this stuff out that maybe they couldn't before or, you know, give them an avenue for it anyway. Um, and then, you know, here we are 15, 16 years later, and now I've got the podcast um, just over a year old, and this has been the most fun I've had doing my music journalism uh, to have these conversations where people can just be open and honest and real and hopefully informative and fans can just like really latch on to stuff. I think this, this form of media versus the old school writing form, like it just, it connects better. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm, I was going to say, I was actually kind of surprised since you've been in music journalism for so long that you didn't have a podcast sooner. So I had played with the idea for a long time. Um, and I just, I kept, I don't know if it was fear getting in the way or whatever. I just kept making excuses that it wasn't going to work. It wasn't worth doing whatever. Um, and then literally last year, um, I text a buddy of mine one night and I was like, so I'm on Amazon right now. I have got a recorder, a microphone and a microphone stand in the cart. And he's like, do it. You've put it off for legitimately, man, probably like three years that I'd been putting it off that I'd bring it up like every, you know, every three, four or five months, whatever. I'd be like, I'm going to start a podcast. No, I'm not. I'm going to start a podcast. No, I'm not. So <laughs> this time I had it all in, in the cart on Amazon. And he's like, what are, what are you going to be out? Like, how much are we talking? I don't know. It was cheap stuff at the beginning. So I was like, less than a hundred bucks. And he goes, then fucking do it, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's not going to kill you. Um, so did that. And then, like I said, it's been the most fun I've had doing music journalism. And I'm, I've kicked myself for not doing the podcast longer, you know, like where was I on this? Yeah, it really is. It's so much fun. I'm for the literally the same things that you just said about how people, um, you know, your, your guests feel like you can be more honest. Well, even like, even the hosts feel like they can be more honest and open as well, just because there's no constraints, you know, myself coming from a radio background, versus podcasting it's it's like it's so freeing because with radio there's usually you've got restrictions unless you're unless you're howard stern like you know you're you there's there's so many restrictions you can't say this you can't say that um you know you can't um give your opinion about this because this person is a sponsor and you don't want to offend that you know, and of course that could happen with podcasting too, if you have certain sponsors, yeah. but with radio, with radio, it's even more sensitive because you're working for someone else. So, right. you know, with podcasting, most of the time, not always, but most of the time a podcast is done by that, just that person. They're the ones that are in control of it. So that's what's so nice about it. So. 
Yeah. And I, I think, you know, like you said, the, the freedom of podcasting, like I used to work for examiner.com. I, I wrote for them for uh, three or four years, um, was one of their top contributors, but it was, I was getting CPM basically. So similar to like YouTube and it wasn't paying enough to justify the handcuffs that I had. So like, we had category directors, just like editors or, you know, production members for radio. And it's like, hey, I've got this stuff for, um, you know, from this band. And they're like, yeah, we're not really running that stuff right now. And it's like, so, okay, so what do I do with it? And they're like, nothing. We we don't want that right now. We're We're looking for more coverage around this. And it's like, cool, you know? So I did a lot of work that... Don't get me wrong. I'm really proud of a lot of the stuff that I I did. Um, you know, we talked about Yellow Card. I interviewed the guys in Yellow Card probably six or seven times for Examiner, um, and even for myself, you know, once or twice. So like, I got to do a lot of really cool stuff, but I couldn't always like your to your point couldn't always say what I wanted to say or in quote unquote endorse who I wanted to endorse. Um, whereas now it's like it's my show. Like, I don't have to answer to somebody. If I want a metal core band on and then the poppiest person I can find, I can do that and not have any issues. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, anytime you want to make a change, you can just do it. You're like, you know what? I think I'm going to do it this way today and see how that goes, you know? So it's it's nice that way because you end up finding better ways to do things unless you work for someone who's extremely carefree like that. I mean, and they really trust you. It's just, you know, the, you, it's hard to find those situations. Not that they don't exist, but it's right. definitely hard to find those situations where you're working for a manager and they're just like, yeah, I trust you, do whatever you want. You know, um, it's just most of the time it's, very very controlled as you know (laughs) yeah so yeah and i think you know um for me like like you said can kind of change it up as as we want like so i've got this i do the the weekly thing which is almost always artist interviews um all but like three episodes have been artist interviews um and then i do the little like specialty things so like for um mental health awareness month i did a little, I think there were five interviews that I did that were strictly like special episodes about mental health. Um, this one, you know, for November doing this kind of support staff thing, like I don't have to get anything approved. I can just say, this is what I want to do. This is my concept. And if it flops, it flops, but it's not hurting anybody. It's not hurting me. Yeah. Yeah. You tried it, you know, you tried it, right. you put it out there and see what happened. And, you know, if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it didn't. Well, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully this works since my name is attached to it. But, you know, um, regardless, like, you know, it's, it's, it's flattering to, to be asked to be onto someone's podcast and, and talk and, and be able to support each other. Um, and I, I, by the way, I was going to say, I want to make sure I said this on the show. I really like the name of the podcast because it's it's kind of empowering it's it's about it's really showing like at least in in um oh did i lose you 
Are you back? Oh, we're good. Yep, I'm oh, back. Okay, I thought I lost you. Um, what I was going to say, in my mind, when I read your name and when I see your name of the podcast, it's like, no, 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 not, not, um, you know, the, the scene isn't controlled by, you know, this person. It's, it's your scene. Like, mm-hmm. you make the scene. Like, you know, if, if you don't like something, then it's up to you to do something or to put something out. Or I just, I don't know, for some reason, I just kind of found it. I don't know if that's the way the name is supposed to be, but I just, it kind of felt very community oriented. And I, and I really, really liked that. Yeah, that's actually exactly what it is. You're the first person that's like honed in on it so specifically. And that's awesome. Um, yeah, when I came up with You Make the Scene, it was literally the concept that like it doesn't matter what band you're a fan of it doesn't matter what music genre you're a fan of none of that matters in the music industry you get to control everything so fans especially have so much more control than they realize and nowadays with streaming and everything like you can control what bands are are more highly visible by participating engaging and being this community that truly makes that that scene what it is. Um, a lot of people assume that I'm talking about the old school, like we grew up, we had scene kids, quote unquote. And yeah, there was a little bit of that, but it's, it's really about like, I don't care if you're a country fan, as long as you are contributing to that music scene, you, you make that scene, you make the scene what it is. And that's again, part of the reason I wanted to do, this little special series, because I think that goes into to us as music journalists too, right? Like we have a hand in contributing to the scene and helping bands elevate, hopefully, um, not to brag on either of us or, you know, say that we're the sole reason that anybody's going to get famous or whatever, <laughs> but giving them the outlet to have those conversations, I think is, is more important than it's ever been. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I I couldn't agree more with that. And I knew you weren't saying it in like a pompous way because I, I definitely don't view myself right. as this, oh, yeah, I'm some big to-do podcaster, you know? Me and Joe Rogan are best right. friends, um, which we're not. <laughs> I'm not even not even anywhere close to, to his anywhere. stature, you know? I'm, I'm just a dude talking about right. what I love and, and talking to people I'm interested in. Um, yeah. So... Um, Oh, I forgot what I was gonna, <laughs> forgot what I was gonna say now, um, but yeah, maybe it'll come back to me. It's still not coming to me. I'll think of it later. What, <laughs> what, what, what was the you were talking about? Um, what did you have a question? Or were you? Just uh, talk- I don't think we had one there. We were just talking at that point. You, I was replying to your uh, assessment of the "You Make the Scene" name. So, oh yes. Gosh, I don't know why it's not coming to me. This is really like it's just poof. <laughs> it's just gone. The, the, it, it's good, just been man. a great. It's just been a really crazy week. Like I'm I'm working from home for the first time. Um. Oh, maybe. Okay. Now that I said working from home, I think that. Um, I I think it's important for us as podcasters, uh, to support each other. You you were talking about community and and us being there to yeah. help help bands get the word out about their music and about what they're doing. But 
I was going to say another cool thing about podcasting that came to my mind as you were talking about, you know, supporting the the music scene and all that is with podcasting, um, or or with okay, let's say with radio, I can't go on my radio show and talk about the the company across the street, their radio station, and talk about oh, their morning guy, he's just. Morning. So awesome, man. He's such a nice guy. Like I can't I can't do that. I'll get fired. Right. You know, like I, I just I'm I'm not allowed not allowed to do that. But on a podcast that you and I control, like I can talk all day about, hey, you make the scene such an awesome podcast. You guys you guys should go listen to it right now. You know, like I can say that and it's cool. But I on on the radio I, I can't I can't do that. <laughs> I can't talk about yeah. another radio station across the street and talk about how, you know, awesome their, you know, their radio personality, whoever it is doing the mornings. I can't, I just can't do it. So, yeah. Um, well, so yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but like, even if it's not a competing station, right? Like in the sense that you're, you're on a top 40 station, you can't even really say too much about like a country station specifically right no i mean if well okay so i the only other stations i'm allowed to talk about are the ones that are owned by the same company right so that that's fine you know uh, because there's there's the top 40 pop station we have a country station and then there's an oldie station so i can talk about any of the other two stations that's fine but i can't talk about the country station across town right you know i can't talk because um because it it so happens that th this isn't actually a real situation the country station across town has a really nice guy for their morning show but i can't say that like right. it's not something i can talk about and he's he's a guy that's really involved with the community and everything like that so it's easy to have his name come up because he's involved in so many different like organizations and stuff so like you know um so yeah it's there's just that restraint um yeah. so so yeah that was the the thing that i forgot that now i remembered <laughs> i was going to say is that's a, just another reason why podcasting is so freeing yeah yeah and i agree i mean like you and i've interacted quite a bit on like instagram and and facebook and stuff like that and like i always try to make sure like obviously the bands that I I do interviews with and whatnot I I link all their socials which is a no brainer but like right. I just had Shane told on yesterday I'll be damned if I didn't link lead singer syndrome like his podcast is an amazing podcast I'm going to support that like mm -hmm. there's no like you said there's no restriction on well he has that other project but I can't tell you about it just just go do the research like you'll find it um, and not that I would want to do that you know like. I think Shane's an incredible human being and, and his podcast is honestly part of the reason that I started doing mine. Um, I actually reached out to him right after I started my podcast and I was like, Hey man, I'm having a little trouble with some of the audio quality. Like, can you give any suggestions? And I totally get if you don't want to. And he was super cool about it. He replied to my email. He's like, yeah, try this and this, this is what I do for this setup, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cool tried that and ever since i've been super happy with my stuff and i'm like you know the like you were saying about 
as podcasters, we can, you know, support each other and stuff. Like Shane didn't have to do that. He didn't have to tell me any of the secrets or, you know, how to change my setup. Um, But he, he wanted to give support and it's really cool that we can do that. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I love, love that fact. You know, it's, it's, it's really no different for bands supporting bands. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's so much of the same thing, you know. Um, instead of like, you know, being jealous of, oh, that person got that guest. Well, I was trying to get that guest, and they didn't even reply to me. Right. Like, <laughs> it just you know, you just be happy for them, you know. I mean, so and and honestly, the the four years I've done this, there's, you know, you think that getting you know, su- such and such a big name is going to get you a lot of hits. It, but it, doesn't. it doesn't always, no. it doesn't always work that way. Um, I, I don't know if I've talked about that. I'm sure I've talked about that on my podcast before, but it, it's amazing how, you know, you'll think, and obviously that's not always when I, when I book bigger names on, on pop punk and pizza, usually it's just someone that I just want to talk to. It's not necessarily that I'm thinking right. about, Oh, like big numbers. I'm going to get big numbers from this person. You know, it's literally, I, I'm just, I, I want to talk to them because I'm, I, I really look up to their, their work or whatever they're doing. Right. Um, but it's yeah. amazing how a lot of the times, uh, you get that big name and the numbers aren't, aren't there, but then you get someone from your local scene on the podcast and the numbers are double than the big yeah. name. So it really goes to show that, really to you know, if there's any other podcasters listening to this right now and they kind of like, you know, shy off on, on the smaller, lesser known names, well, don't do it. Literally, don't do it because there's there's more than likely that if if the band is is good enough and and people like them enough, they have actually a, a strong fan base that when they share your podcast on their social media pages, that their dedicated fan base is going to is going to take a listen to it, and their family and friends are going to share it, and their aunt's going to listen, and their you know so on and so forth, yeah. and you know so and other bands that are attached to that band it's just like a snowball effect you know so yeah. and i'm sure you've experienced the same thing even with um even before podcasting i'm sure you've experienced yeah. that with clicks on articles you've written you know yeah absolutely um and that's something i actually wanted to talk about so like you just posted earlier today my plan was to do mine a little uh later this month but you posted earlier today about um kind of who, who's been your most responsive podcast so far, or most listened to mm-hmm. um, for the year. And it's like, it's really interesting because you just had Bonnie from Stand Atlantic on a little over a month ago, but she's not even in the top three for the most listened episodes this year for you. And it's like no. what you're saying, you know, like, yeah, if anybody, that's that's one of them that you'd be like, oh, it's Stand Atlantic. Like people are going to be all over it, but they're not you always, would... you know. Right. I'm sure some people that have, you know, saw those posts, they looked at it and they probably were like, I'm I'm surprised it's not, like you said, I'm surprised it's not Bonnie from Stand Atlantic. Like that was one of the, you know, the biggest names he had on the podcast. Why isn't it that one? And I, you know, um, I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> like it's, I mean, it it's just, it's hard to say. I mean, I know that 
I, I don't know. It, there, 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 I guess there's a lot of things that feed into it. You know, it could be, right. you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Bonnie at that time did a ton of interviews, you right. know, and that could have something to do with it. And maybe when I had Jake from Sleep on it, maybe mm-hmm. when he was on, he wasn't doing a ton of interviews at that time. So maybe that's yeah. why. I mean, I, I don't know, but like, you know, I the the important thing is to not be sore over it. That's right. why I said I just kind of like I wanted to talk to Bonnie because I'm a fan of Stand Atlantic. Like right. I that's one of my favorite bands to come out in the last five years or so. Yeah. And so that was the, the driven idea. It wasn't tr- trying to use her fame to get me famous right. kind of thing, you know. That's that's not what I'm in it for. <laughs> right. Right. So. And like um for me, so like I intentionally asked Shane to be my one year anniversary show. Um, but not the same reason, like not to elevate myself or anything. It was it was a I've interviewed Shane in the past on Warp Tour and stuff. So this was one of those like for me, I want this to mark like you made it a year. Here's your kind of congratulations episode to yourself. Um, getting somebody that, you know, and I've looked up to Silverstein for 20 years now. I mean, how long have they been a band for 20 years? Um, but, you know, to go back to your point about, you know, some people, podcasters, interviewers, whatever they are, they are like, well, you know, you're an awful small band. I don't, that's not really what I'm looking to do. Like, I work with a lot of different PR companies just like you do. There's some that I turn down or, you know, we have disconnect or don't quite get, you know, arranged properly or whatever. But, like, for the most part, I'm a firm believer that the more you do with those PR teams, the more likely they are to send you bigger and better stuff down the road. So, like, I've I've worked with bands that have had, you know, 250 likes on Instagram like that's that's their whole following but I don't care because part of you make the scene is trying to to elevate people um plus you know as they grow I can say hey I was one of the first people to interview them you know <laughs> so you have that yes. little bit of bragging rights too that like right look at what they're doing now you know they're yeah they got this guest spot or whatever um you know like, MTV's well, not as band- big of a deal anymore but Hey, they're on yeah, MTV and, now. <laughs> right. Well, and they're the band is going to remember that. They're going to remember right. you on on your podcast and they're going to be like that guy was so cool because he believed in us. Yeah. You know. And that that's that's really what it what it all comes down to. So, and congratulations by the way on getting Shane on your podcast cuz you know, he's a busy guy, yeah. maybe not so much maybe not so much now with COVID, but you know, it's it's really cool with Shane how like there's so many people that know his name, not because of Silverstein now, because of his podcast. Right. Because a lot of people listen to his podcast and don't even listen to Silverstein. I'm actually one of those people. I don't listen to Silverstein, but you know, lead singer syndrome, I have listened to. You know, so I mean, yeah. it it's really cool how he's he's done that for himself. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know. Um... It's one of those, I mean, he's been doing the podcast quite a while, obviously. I think he's at right six or right. seven years now. Um, but 
it, it's kind of building for the future, right? Like he's he's had the foresight enough to know that eventually the band thing isn't going to be paying the bills um, or, you know, won't do what what needs to happen next at some point or he's just going to get tired of it. But now he's got something else that he can do and he does it extremely well. Shane is so well-spoken and um, his interviews, like he, he, I mean, you said you've listened, like he always gets people to tell such a great story. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. Yeah. He's, he's definitely good at what he does. And it was, it was interesting to hear him because I did listen to about half of the episode here on you make the scene. And it was so interesting to hear him on the other, other side right. of, <laughs> of the mic, you know, yeah. um, to where he's, he's the one being interviewed and not the one doing the interviewing. It, it is such a weird change. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's such a, a flip of the coin. Um, and it's, it's, it's so different. Yeah, it, there's a spot in there. I don't I don't know. I feel like it's closer to the end, but he kind of makes that same comment that, you know, like normally he apologized for like rambling on about a story. And he's like, normally I'm on the other side and I, I kind of contain people. But when I'm the one telling the story, <laughs> I just go wherever I want to go. And I'm like, I'm good with it, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the lesser of two evils. Either the your guest talks way too much or they talk way too little. Mm-hmm. And then either one is bad, you know, yeah. unless whatever they're talking about is interesting, but sometimes they'll just, you know, go, go on and on. And you're like, and you're trying to like, Oh, you know, <laughs> you know, you know how it is. <laughs> Reel it back in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you right. Know, I, yeah. You're like trying to, you know, I so don't know. it just, I don't, I don't know which one I, I, feel like is worse because like I've had a few. Oh, definitely. Even before the, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was going to say to me, the worst is when they're talking too little. That is just the most awkward thing in the whole wide world. That is the worst. Yeah. When you got to literally reel it out of them. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the way that I lean. I've had a few where it's like, at least, for the start, you know, especially some of the smaller bands that maybe haven't done a lot of press and whatnot, you're, you're sitting there and you're like, so tell me about this. And then they're like, well, yeah, we went into the studio and, and it was a good time. And it's like, no, tell me the story, you know, like, so you have to keep <laughs> kind of prying it back a little bit more and, and getting into it with them. Um, but, you know, at the same time, like, that's another thing that's great about us on the support side, quote unquote, is that's more experience for them. You know, they're just going to get better the more podcasts that they do and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I agree with that for sure. I think one yeah. thing that helps, that's one thing I try to do, I, I, I don't always do it. It just depends. But sometimes I try to have like the, that first question or that first thing we talk about, like an ice breaker kind mm-hmm. of thing. Something that's gonna kind of loosen everyone up a little bit to where it's easy to just let that conversation flow. I I yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's a common thing, but maybe not everyone does that. I I don't know. But it's usually I, I try to make it lighthearted and something that's kinda like funny 
you know like yeah. i mean i remember um you know you, you talk about if you if you follow the person on social media media you can talk about hey i saw you got a tattoo or right. you know i saw your your pizza uh that you just ordered fell on the floor at the restaurant like you know just some you know you try to get th those things in and they'll be like yeah oh my god did you see that like you know the <laughs> right. waiter just the waiter just flipped my pizza upside down right on the floor and he walked out like you know and that's then there it is the door's open you know like yeah you because because you showed you know interest in them and that's what it's all about it's about them it's not about you so yeah no, I agree. And I, I think the important thing, I think you and I do it pretty similar is we don't treat it specifically like an interview. Like it's a conversation. We're just people talking like, yeah, we've got some questions, but I don't want, and I, I've told a ton of bands this, like I used to do the standard Rolling Stone. Here's my 10 questions. These are all we're going to talk about. This is all we're going to do. And it gets really, really boring for everybody involved because why does anybody want to hear it 18 times, you know? Um, so it's all about, you know, being open and having a conversation. And I know at least early on for me, you were probably the same because it, it's kind of the nature of the beast, but getting out of the, the starstruck stage, right? Like, Oh my God, yes. I'm getting to interview Shane told like incredible. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you have to take a step back and be like, he's, he's just another dude. He just happens to be famous. Like, right. It's going to be okay. Yes. What's the worst that can happen? Yes. Um, yeah. unless you're right. like, you know, Brian stars and that Christopher drew interview several years back uh, after warp tour, um, where they almost got in a fist fight. <laughs> Okay. Do you I remember think, that at all? I think that's coming. I think that's coming back to me. So, now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Brian Stars used to do that YouTube show, and he didn't interview. And he used to do like just stupid, stupid questions, and he was doing it with um, "Never Shout Never," and like it was some of the dumbest questions, and it legitimately pissed off Christopher Drew, and they they walked out of the interview, like walked out on him, and it's like. Don't don't do that. You know, take take a note not to do that. But I think you're right. Having fun with them. Like I I try to wrap up most of the interviews now with just kind of weird questions or oddball questions. Like if you were to replace somebody in your favorite TV show, who what actor are you going to be instead? Like or what character are you going to play? And people are like, oh, shit. Like, what would I do? You know? And um, yeah, 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 it, it, it just I think, it, again, it helps also for fans to kind of humanize the the bands to some extent. Yes, yes, exactly. It it makes them look human, you know. They don't um and it, it's always it's always fun I feel like for the fan to hear those random things too because a lot of the other things they can find out mm -hmm. elsewhere, but things like that, you know, they're they're only going to find that out by listening to your podcast. So that's just another yeah, I getting over the starstruck thing is hard. Um, yeah, I think for the most part, I've I've 
you know, I've gotten, I've, I've worked on that a lot since, since I've been doing this the last six years, um, or just being in media for the last six years. Um, and, and the other thing too, that goes along with that is they don't owe you anything either. Right. You know, just because you interviewed them doesn't mean that they owe you whatever kind of freebie or friendship or whatever it is you're looking for. You have to remember they do not owe you a thing. Right. They're, they're, they're on your show because, you know, it's, it's almost like, I don't know. Well, they're obviously there for, it's a business. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I hate <laughs> to really say that, what but it I, is. I've told people it's, business. It's, it's a business transaction. Right. You're, you're here for my show to promote your thing. That's, that's all I can expect out of it is a conversation right. about whatever you need to promote. Now, that being said, are sometimes you going to make super connections with, with some of the bands or some of the people like, yeah, absolutely. You and, and Mike Hindenburg are like, you guys have a, a pretty good relationship and you've had him on the show. Um, you know, I've got a couple bands that since being on the show that are smaller bands that we occasionally, I won't say like on the regular, but like probably at least once a month, we hit each other up on Instagram. Like, Hey man, just wanted to see how things were going. Like it, there's a dude, he was my, my third episode named Diletto. And like he and I legitimately text each other sometimes just a, as a, Hey, wanted to make sure you're doing all right, man. Like true friendship does happen sometimes. Yeah. But at the same time, like as much as I love Shane and what he does and whatnot, I have no illusions that I'm going to get Shane told cell phone number. And that when he's in Indiana, we're just going to hang out. Like that's not what this was about at all. Right. Yeah. And, and that's another thing, like, if even if you do get a cell phone number, you get you can't abuse it, right? You know, so yeah, <laughs> it's just you you have it and it's there if you possibly need it for another interview or you know clarification on something or yeah, like and I I've told people and like I'm specific about how I put people in my phone as well. So like I've got a bunch of tour managers that's just their first name and then like TM or something. Mm-hmm. For the average person, if they grabbed my phone, they're not going to have any idea who these people are, which is, which is nice because God forbid I it's ever lose my thing. yeah lose my phone, <laughs> they're just going to be like, okay, whatever. But yeah. like, yeah, I I totally agree. There's definitely a level of of professionalism where like, yeah, I've got your phone number, but I'm not just randomly going to be texting you or anything like, or if I do, it's a very specific business thing. You're not going to get a, hey, just wanted to say hi. How's your day? You know, like, right. Diletto and I are a little different because of the conversations that we've had. Like, we're both on that. He texts me, I text him. That's, that's a different Mm thing. Um, but even, even like connecting on Instagram or Facebook, like you still have to manage those expectations. Like what you were saying that. To some extent, yes, we're we're connected, quote unquote. But it's it's a business transaction, you know. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Try not to uh, try not to cross the line. But and, so, and I think that's an important thing for people that listen to this that may be thinking about doing a podcast or any sort of music journalism. Um, 
that stuff's going to get back to management and PR teams and all that sort of stuff too. So like if you start texting, you know, uh, we'll just use Bonnie as an example because we already brought her up. If you were texting Bonnie and she didn't want you to be texting her, like she's going to tell her PR team, she's going to tell her management, hey, not a big fan of this dude. Well, there goes that entire roster because why would they send you more business, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It all it all trickles back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure, man. And I think so. um, one thing I did want to touch on uh, on the podcast yeah, side sure. of things is um, getting started in this. What advice do you have for someone that is like, you know, if I could go back to a year ago, Josh, I wouldn't have started exactly the way I started. Um, but like, so when I started, it was, I literally put up the introduction episode and then scrambled to find my next week. Not the best way to do mm, it. Yeah, um, that's what do you think? Some, no, some good starting no, advice is, <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I've started a couple different podcasts, you know, and, and pop punk and pizza was the, the most recent one that I've started. I'm actually, um, I'm actually working on starting up another podcast um, that has nothing to do with pop punk and pizza. So I'm actually going to be, you know, going back to, you know, four years ago and, and kind of like, okay, I'm not going to do it that way again. I'm going to plan it out better. So right. it's funny that you're bringing this up. Um, I've always read anytime you, you do research on podcasting and how you start a podcast, I've read so many times in different articles, they say to have X number of episodes already recorded mm -hmm. and they're ready to put out. I mean, it just depends on, on what your goal is and what kind of, what your podcast is about. I mean, depending on what your podcast is, you could do that, but maybe you can't. I mean, Obviously, you want to make sure you have your first episode before you put any kind of marketing date out, out or whatever. Yeah, right. Because the very first podcast I ever did, which was in Pop Punk and Pizza, I had the same thing. I was like, you know, I was scrambling, and I mean, so my advice is is to be as thorough as possible. It's important to set goals and set dates on when you're going to release something or when you want to have something finished so that it is ready for you to put a release date on it. Um, it's just, it, it, the like we've mentioned, it, if something doesn't go well, then you can change it. You mm -hmm. know, that, that, that's okay. I mean, it's, it's okay to admit, okay, that wasn't a great idea. We're going to try this thing. I can't tell you how many times on Pop Punk and Pizza I've changed, you know, the format of the show or how I how I do things. I mean, I'm sure if there's any early listeners from Pop Punk and Pizza, they could tell you that. And I always worry that it's going to, you know, it's going to annoy them. And and maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But at the same time, it's kind of cool that they're along they're along for the journey too. Right. So. Um, and that's another big thing. I, I've talked to some people recently that have either been on podcasts as guests or they've listened to some of their friends' podcasts and they complain about how 
the person talks about themselves just way too much, you know? Um, yeah. I always feel that... It, it, I, I mean, I guess that, once again, it depends on what kind of podcast you're doing, but, you know, it, it shouldn't be about yourself unless it's like, hey, this is my life every day, and every single day I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. So today I'm taking a shit, and then tomorrow I'm, you know... Um, so unless it's specifically like that, I, I guess what I to narrow it down better, if you're having a podcast where you're having guests on your show, which is almost every single podcast, make it about them. Right. Or make it about your audience. Yeah. I mean Yeah, no, I, I agree, you know, and like this episode I think is different, obviously, because we're talking about the support staff and we're both members of, of support staff and Right. I, I use that term, but I mean, it fits us, but it doesn't, you know, we're, we're in that weird kind of gray space, but, um, well, we we're we're doing generally we're doing the same thing. We we've talked to a lot of the same bands. Right. We, like you mentioned earlier, we deal with a lot of the same PR firms. So, you know, we're talking, there, there could be a day where you and I email the same publicist Mm-hmm right around the same time about the same artist. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so really I, we're just kind of, I guess, so to speak, we're just kind of shooting the bull, you know? Right. Right. So, um, so yeah, that I would agree with that, you know, definitely make it about the guest or the fan base. Um, you know, depending on what topics you're, excuse me, what topics you're talking about. Um, and I think, you know, like you said, too, having a certain number of episodes ahead of schedule is a is a really good idea. Um, you know, the, the scrambling thing was pretty nerve wracking and, you know, it ended up working out perfectly fine. I I ended up having a few good guests to do the next few. Um, but it, it at the same time, like made me question, like, did I do this right? Should I do this? Do I have what it takes? You know? Versus if I would have planned it out and been like, okay, I know I'm going to going to do an introduction episode. And then after that, I want two to three weeks minimum of content so that I don't scramble to, to link up with people. Um, that would be the, the big thing I would change is I don't think you need to have a year's worth of stuff by any means, especially on oh, no. something like what we do, you know, that, artists are constantly dropping new music and obviously COVID fucked everything up as far as a lot of that goes, but right. You know, we're, we're kind of, right. we're proactive, but reactive at the same time. Like we mm -hmm. have an idea. I'm, I know you have a list of bands in your head that you're like, if I ever get the chance, here's some people I want to work with, but until they have something to do, it may or may not happen, right? Like, the odds yeah, of getting somebody that's not on a project is pretty small. Especially if it's a bigger name, you know, right. if there's, you know, like, um, if there's a, someone that I really look up to once again, like another Bonnie of Stand Atlantic, um, I will say it is harder to get that person on a podcast if they aren't doing a project. So yeah, yeah I, and I've, I've had some of that, recently so so yes I, I would definitely i've definitely learned that for sure um 
you know, and, and you're going to get, sometimes it's just doesn't work out at that certain time. That doesn't mean it can't work out in the future. It right. just doesn't work out at that, that particular time. Right. Um, the other thing I would say is be prepared for your interview, um, or your conversation, yes. but also be mindful of the person's time, right? Like Bonnie's a perfect example. We keep bringing her up, but like you only had a, a short amount of time with her because of her schedule. You're not always going to be able to, for me, it was, uh, Matt McAndrew from slaves. I had 20 minutes with the guy because he had some other stuff he had to do. Right. Not a big deal. Like, I'm not mad about it. He was super cool. He told me I'd love to be on the show again, but we only have 20 minutes. I have to get to this thing. Cool. No big deal. Let's here's my more condensed version of what I want to do. So, uh, prioritizing your conversation too, I think is, is super important. Know what key points you want to get across so that you can tackle those relatively early if you are on a time constraint. And I will say, if you don't, and that artist that you really look up to gets mad at you, you will never, ever forget it. It's going right. to be burned into your brain <laughs> for the rest of time. And yes, I'm saying this from personal experience. <laughs> It happened to me once, and I've never forgotten it since, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, w it was a lesson learned, you know? So, but those are the lessons that make us better. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, and I, I mean, I can say the same thing. Um, it was before my podcasting time, but, um, man, that was back in, like, 2009, 2010, somewhere around there. I had one that was pretty much exactly like that, like, I knew that the guy only had 15 to 20 minutes and next time we looked down at our phones, we were at like 25 and he started getting antsy and I didn't read the body language right. And I went on for like another five minutes. And so we're at like a 30 minute interview when he only had 15 to 20 tops. Um, and it, I got talked to by his PR team afterwards, you know, like, Hey, appreciate you doing the interview, but, you know, you really put us in a bind on this. And I'm like, shit, you know, same thing that that's been mm -hmm. at least 10 years ago. And I can still remember the exact the, artist. It still haunts you, where right? I was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's always in my mind, especially just, when I get a, Hey, they've only got, you know, 30 minutes. I'm like, fuck. All right. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just something you, you just never forget, you know? So, so yeah, definitely, uh, Definitely keep that in mind. Um, yeah. I, I think I, I think the reason why going back to um, you know if someone's about to start a podcast or thinking about starting one, I think the reason why I've read on so many different articles that you should have so many episodes recorded ahead of time, I think that just kind of helps the podcaster figure out the flow. Of right. things you know in the beginning like okay is is this working how does this sound like mm -hmm. you know i mean i've i've uh read some articles say five episodes some say 10 like it just all depends on your release schedule are you just doing yeah. it whenever are you doing it once a week twice a week once a day two twice a day i mean you know um it just depends so some people, I, I've, I did a schedule at one point where I was doing it once a month. I mean, 
So yeah, you know, you can you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and I I think that is important though. Like, even if you're not scheduling the episodes out that far, like for me, you know, we're having this conversation on a Thursday um, because of this special series. This one's going to go up Saturday, but like mm-hmm. I did an interview yesterday with Young Culture. That's going to get edited over the weekend. It's going to be, quote unquote, posted on the backside of my site to go live on Wednesday because Wednesday's my release schedule. And I try to stay ahead of it enough. Guess who I'm talking to tomorrow? Young Culture? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Is it Alex? Because he's a super cool dude. I was actually... I believe it is Alex. I was originally supposed to talk to them on Tuesday, and since um, COVID screwed up my schedule, I don't have COVID, but we were exposed to COVID. Right. So I'm in I'm in quarantine with my son, who's three, um, and so I had him all week up until tonight. He's back at his mom's house, so that's why I was able to sit down with you. But I wasn't able to sit down with Young Culture, so I had to reschedule it till to tomorrow right. when I was when I was kid free. So that's just so funny that you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I talked to them last night, and like, I, you know, that's what I mean. Back to the whole thing of of talking to the the same PR people and the you know. So, um, and yeah. and my, and sorry, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, and I think that's where the cool thing, like with you and I, is we haven't done this yet, but I'm sure it'll come up at some point is like making those connections. Like you talked about earlier, being supportive of the other people, even though they're doing something similar to you. If I need a PR person contact, I can go to you and be like, Hey man, do you have a contact for, for so-and-so? Like I can't find anything. And most Mm -hmm. people within reason, most people are going to be supportive of that and be like, yeah, here's, you know, here's Amy's email address or whatever, and at least get you in the door. Um, You know, I have a a concert photography buddy that we ran into that. He was like, hey, man, are you shooting this show? And I was like, no, I I didn't put in for it. I don't know who their PR is. And he's like, here's their PR person. Tell her I sent you. You want to do this show? I email her. I'm like, hey, uh, my buddy Reggie told me about the, the show and everything. I'm really interested in covering it. And she's like, cool, you're in. And now we do a lot of work together. So those connections are huge. Networking within great, the, man. the community is huge. Right. Right. Yeah. Sometimes, most of the time, most of the time, the, the publicist information, it will be on the band's website or, or right. their Facebook, but sometimes it's not. Um, so, you know, I find that most of the time it is, but there actually has been a few recently where I'm like, why can't I find it anywhere? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, um, it doesn't so. happen super often to me, but I'm in the same boat. I had one, um, uh, the one that sticks out in mind, it's been a few years back. It was before the podcast, but like I went up and down, like the band's website, the record labels website, like I could not find out who was controlling PR for this person. And I, uh, eventually, reached out literally to um, to one of the PR teams that I did a lot of work with who used to work hand-in-hand hand with the label. And I was like, this band was on there when you were there, like, by any chance? And he's like, oh, yeah, I think this is who's who's running it. 
thank you. You know what I mean? Like, but mm -hmm. more often than not, you're, you're absolutely right. Like a quick Google search, their Instagram, Facebook, somewhere is going to say who, who's controlling. And if you can't find a PR person, find management. Management yeah, will tell then, you who PR is running through. Right. Then you just go through management for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that. I've done that as well. So, and that usually works. Yeah. But it, I feel like nowadays for the most part, it's much easier to find the PR people. Um, you know, when I started 15, 16 years ago, yeah, the internet was big and whatnot, but like you basically, I, I basically went to, once I found one PR person, I went to their website and literally copied every person that's on their roster. And I was like, if I ever need these bands, this is who I'm, who I'm emailing because it, it just yes. wasn't there. And now I think they've right. realized over the years that, well, if we put it out there, we're going to get more organic lift out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And well, in that way, people aren't bombarding the band. Right. Or the, or the management, yeah. you know, with, with stuff, they'll just go straight to the person that it should go to first, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Favorite thing about doing music journalism for you? What, I mean, obviously talking to bands is, is pretty far up there, but. I mean, yeah, getting to talk to, you know, some of my musical heroes that I've looked up to for years is always like a, a pinch me moment. That's really cool. But what's what's also a, a big thing for me is getting to discover new music from mm -hmm. a band I've never heard of before from a far off corner in the United States or somewhere else in the world. And it just sounds so good. And yeah. there, there's just nothing... There's just nothing like that. Um, and also, it, it's even better if you, you know, end up doing an interview with that person and, and you have a, a connection or whatever, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. But it's just, it, I don't know, it, it, it always injects, it always injects me with some positivity. Um, the people mm -hmm. that post online about, oh, music sucks today, you know, they don't like what they hear on the radio, blah, 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 blah. They're obviously the people that are not educating themselves with all the different music right. that is in the world. So getting to be one of those people that, um, like young culture, I guess. I mean, I, mm -hmm. of course, that's coming from a, a publicist, obviously. Um, right. Whether, whether it's coming from a publicist or not, um, it, it means even more when it's not coming from a publicist, you know, if it's just the yeah. band themselves that hits me up and it's like, they're like, Hey, do you like this? And then when, you know, when I, I give it a chance, I give it a listen and it's amazing. I'm just, I'm just so glad that I did. Um, I don't know. There's just, it's just cool. Um, yeah. It, it just it gives me hope it gives me gives me positivity and it and it re it you know makes me realize that no th music doesn't suck today you just gotta go right. find it like i don't yeah. know i don't understand that I'll, i will never understand that logic knowing uh, all the different songs and bands i've been introduced in the last you know four or five years it, that'll never come to my mind because there's just so much out there. Yeah, there's a lot of crap, but there's so much good, good 
material, good, good original music being written in the world. There's no excuse not to give it a chance. It, and it's never been more accessible. You, like 20 years ago, if it wasn't on the radio or you weren't happening to be in a record store when somebody was playing something different, you didn't really find a whole, I mean, you could, but you know what I mean? Like it was much more difficult to track yes. down new music that you're going to be a fan of. Everybody can access Spotify, YouTube, Apple music, Google, whatever. You have the world at your fingertips and you can't find music that you like nowadays. Sounds like a you problem, not a music problem. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So, and, and the thing is, if you want to find something that sounds like the music you listened to 20 years ago, you can find that too. People are still putting out music that yeah. sounds like it's from 40 years ago or 20 years ago or 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just, you know, the, the, the options are endless. So to me, that's, that's what's really cool. It, to, to me, it's, a, it's like an honor um, to share that, that band's song that they sent to me. You know, it's yeah. it's an honor to be a part of that because I remember when I was in an original band and, and you know, we were trying to quote-unquote make it. And any time we were reviewed or interviewed or our music was played, it was just always the coolest thing. I'll know, you know, it's just it's it's you know, just things you don't forget when your song gets played yeah. on the radio. I never I don't think I've ever had maybe I've had my yeah. songs played on a podcast now, but um, you know, at that time podcasts weren't as big as they are now. Right. Um, but uh, you know, like it it's just something you don't forget. So it's it's an honor that I, I get to be a part of of that. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the things for me too, uh, is especially from like you were saying, the publicist side of things, like the amount of new music that I get sent, the amount of early release music that I get sent, like, hey, this band's getting ready to drop this album. Do you want to take a look? Like, yeah, I want to take a look. And then you can be that first person that's like, y'all need to check this band out. This shit is awesome. Like, be the hero to your friends, whatever. Um, but even aside from that, you know, the other projects, like working with Mike Hennenberger, would I have ever read his book before or known about his book before? Maybe, maybe not. Am I stoked that the girls over at Big Picture sent it to me? Absolutely. Mike was an incredible interview, and <laughs> that book is, yes, is Mike's awesome. Mike's a great you know, guy. I, I'm real hyped. Yeah. yeah. I'm real hyped about that book. So, um, And the audiobook's almost complete. He has one more song to, to license for it, I saw. So, like, just the amount of cool projects that you're going to be exposed to when you're a, and we're going to add this caveat, like we talked about earlier, when you're a professional and a trusted person, you know what I mean? Like, cause if you're, if yeah. you're the one that's constantly texting bands when you shouldn't be or whatever, like they're not going to send you that stuff. Or if you leak an album, like best of luck to you. I've never, I've never done that, <laughs> but I haven't <laughs> either. No, definitely have no. not. I, uh, probably the, probably the biggest person that I got access to music to ahead of release was probably Justin Courtney Pierre when he released okay, his yeah. uh, first, when he released his first solo album. I got 
I, yep. I got access to it before it was released. And um, yeah, I, I didn't, <laughs> there's no way I was going to leak that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, granted, he's not as, as like, it was just his solo stuff. It wasn't Motion City soundtrack, but at the time, Motion City wasn't a thing. So, right. you know, um, Justin was, was the next big thing, obviously. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I but, mean, uh, you know, not to go name dropping yeah, or anything, that, but back in the day, like, yellow card i i got their um their final album before it came out and it it was just one of those you know you sit there you listen to it and you're like i'm one of less than 100 people probably that are getting to hear this before it comes out um it may be more than that based on all the press people but you know what i mean uh i'm a right, select person you know select person yeah right um right it might so be there's a couple a, hundred i mean i yeah and there's there's that level of again professionalism that I I would never dare even a single track, you know, accidentally leak or whatever because a there's a shitload of penalties and fines for that you know that on the the radio side too right like if you guys yes. run something oh, that yes. you're not licensed to run oh my god <laughs> um, but again yeah you're, I guarantee you if you leak an album. You're never hearing from that PR team again. You're never hearing from probably that record label again to be on their staff of anything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely uh, definitely something you got to watch out for. I yeah. agree, man. But um, sorry, go ahead. I, <laughs> I was just going to say, I think that's everything I've got for, for this. Um, you know, I, I want to okay, cool. take a moment uh, for you. Obviously, I want you to talk about your podcast and kind of uh, a high-level overview uh, for people that aren't familiar with it. I don't know how they wouldn't be if they're listening to my stuff. They were very similar in what we do. But, um, you know, kind of promote right. yourself a little bit. And if you have any cool projects that you're working on that you want to talk about, go for it, man. Okay, cool. Well, thanks. Um, so yeah, I mean, the what I do is is pretty much in the name, except there's not much pizza going on lately because of COVID. Um, but mm -hmm. Pop Punk and Pizza is a podcast where um, you know I, I I talk to different bands in the pop punk scene, or if it's if they're not directly in that scene, the you know a little bit of the scenes around it. But it's mostly the people that are right around in the pop punk scene. So it could be a band in, in, in your local scene in Philadelphia or in Tallahassee, Florida, uh, to a band that's known internationally like Real Big Fish or um, Stand Atlantic, you know. I, I try yeah. to keep that, that mix going um, as, as much as I can. I, I talk to a lot of Chicago-based artists because that's the area that I'm in. So I, I like to support my local scene. So you'll notice that there's a lot of Chicago area artists on the show, and I mean Chicago has had so many well-known pop punk bands over the years anyway. So I feel like yeah. how could could I not, <laughs> you know, keep keep that going. Um, 
and uh, pre-pandemic days, the the bands that were local or when artists were coming through the area on tour, we would actually talk in person while eating pizza. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. obviously we all know the answer to that. That's not really happening. So everything's everything's pretty much remote. I haven't done a face-to-face interview in, in months. Um, I don't know if that'll be happening anytime soon. I don't know, because it seems like things are getting crazy, crazier than they were like in March right? Uh, with COVID. So, but, uh, but yeah, I, so, so that's coming up. Um, I don't, so I've got, obviously I talked about young culture. That's uh, an episode coming up. Um, and if all goes as planned, that's going to be dropped on November 12th. Um, but before that, I have an episode coming out on November 10th. Um, that's, uh, an episode that I do once a month, um, where I, I pick 10 new songs for you to check out and I change up the pop punk and pizza Spotify playlist with, uh, 10 songs. I think you should give a listen to a lot of the songs are submitted to me, but some of the songs are songs that I just come across and I pick and I'll put on the, the playlist. Um, so that, that's always, that's, it's one of my favorite episodes to do every month just because it's all about new music and, yeah. and being like, Hey, I got sent this and it sounds really good, you know, check it out. Um, so, so that, that'll be dropping. That'll be the, the next episode dropping. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking you know, I, that I might put out a, a single, uh, myself, probably under my own name sometime next year. Not really sure the details on it, but I'm thinking it, it's been like six years or five years since I've put out original music and I and I'm thinking I I need to change that. So I think <laughs> I might I might do that. But other than that, like there's there's I don't think there's anything anything else. It's really right. weird when someone asks me to talk about myself because I'm usually not doing that so i never know really how to say or <laughs> what order to say it in or right. you know but yeah. um but yeah uh you can go to poppunkpizzapod.com to get all the links to uh you know the different places you can you can listen to the podcast anywhere um we just recently got put on amazon music and and deezer and um trying to think of the other ones that we were recently added to, but pretty much you can find it anywhere. So um, yeah. I, I really uh, appreciate anyone listening to it. And Josh, really appreciate your time, man, and, and having, you know, to be a guest on You Make the Scene, because this is, this is awesome, man. I think, I think what you're doing is, is great. Like I said, I love the name, and yeah. um, I, I like that uh, we, can, we can do this and we can... Um, work together and and I'll definitely keep you know putting your your name out there and and dropping your name and supporting you yeah I appreciate that and you know I think um kind of like what you said you know like the the community you know it it really is about that and um you know I I've been a fan of yours I don't know a few months ago I think is when you started following me on Instagram and I was like who is this? So I jumped over and checked out yours and I'm like, Oh, this is, you know, this is super cool. Like we're, we're very similar. Um, I'm based out of 
about an hour north of Indianapolis. So I go, well, before COVID, I used to go to Chicago all the time for concerts and stuff. Um, so I was like, oh, he's he's even close in, in market, you know, quote unquote. Um, yeah, I was going to say we're not that far apart. So yeah. So um, no, I, I really appreciate all the support. You're, you know, constantly liking my stuff. I'm liking your stuff back, all that. But um, oh, yeah, man. Let's do for the fun question to to end up here with you, because pizza is such a a staple with your podcast um, until recently. Uh, what is your go to pizza place and what toppings? Um, well, lately, my go to pizza place is called Chicago Dough. Go figure. <laughs> um, there is. Chicago Dough is a very small chain. Uh, they only have three locations in the area. One of them happens to be literally just down the street from me here in Bradley, Illinois. Technically, it's in Bourbonnais, but I live in Bradley. Um, and uh, lately, I've just been getting cheese because that's what my son likes and that's what my girlfriend likes. So, yeah. um, But, I mean, I love... They they make a really good Hawaiian pizza if you believe in pineapple on your pizza. Um, but you know, sausage, uh, pepperoni, it's just it's all amazing. I'm a I'm a meat guy. I yep. don't really like veggies. Although I, I will eat pineapple on my pizza, but I don't really go for the you know, the mushrooms or the green peppers or anything like that. Yeah. Um but um so yeah, that's that's been my my go to lately is is uh Chicago dough for sure. Awesome. Um, Ryan Mendez, I asked him a, a similar question years ago uh, from uh -huh. Yellow Card. And one of his favorite things to do when they were out on tour was they would go to local pizza shops and he would get a single slice of cheese pizza to d to judge if they would eat there or not. And at first I was like, man, that sounds <laughs> kind of weird, you know? And he's like, but here's the thing. If you fuck up your dough, sauce, and cheese, I can't trust you with the rest of the pizza. And I'm like, my God, you're a genius. Like Ryan <laughs> Mendez, man, you got to hand it. it to him. <laughs> yeah. That's very so, smart. Um, yeah. Dude, I, I that never would have thought of that. That guy's such an amazing guitar player too. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. Now that I think about it, it makes sense. Yeah. It, until he said it, I, cause I would have been like, no, just go in and get whatever you like, you know, but he's right. Like, if you get a mm. cheese, a slice of cheese pizza, and you don't like either the cheese, the sauce, or the dough, why would you, why would you get a whole pizza? Yeah, it it it's not worth it. Yeah, uh -uh. awesome man, <laughs> awesome. Why not? Great man, I appreciate your time. And that was my conversation with Jacques Lamour from the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast. Again, definitely recommend you guys go check it out. I've got links to all that stuff in the description of this podcast. Um, and yeah, really just want you guys to show support, you know. Um, Jacques nailed it when he talked about what he believed the You Make the Scene name is um, or means. It, it is all about community, and I've said it many times on this, this podcast that I truly believe that it's each and every one of us that makes the scene of music that, that we're fans of, whether that's the rock scene, the pop punk, the emo, 
country, EDM, K-pop, classical music, jazz, whatever you're into, you are a factor in how that scene is presented, how they are received by other music fans, and how people want to interact with you, you know? Um, I think it's hugely important that we all try to be as supportive of each other as we possibly can. Uh, music is supposed to be a very safe space, and I don't mean that in the, um, you know, you can't say anything politically correct type of situation necessarily, but, you know, music is something to be enjoyed by everybody, and I think it's vastly important that we provide an opening for people, you know? Um, so just be sure that you are taking care of the scene. Um, you want people to enjoy the same stuff that you enjoy. You want more people to enjoy the stuff that you enjoy because then you get to brag that you liked it first and that, you know, you know more about it or whatever the case is. So let's make sure that we all are doing everything we can to support our scenes. Um, for Jacques and I, we're huge fans of all kinds of music, pop punk, emo. Um, I can't speak for Jacques on all of it, but you know, I go into the EDM realm. I go pretty much into any musical genre and you guys know how I hate using the term genre, but um, the point that I'm making there is by supporting those bands and supporting music journalists and concert photographers that are supporting those bands. So like Jacques and I, the more you like and share and comment on our podcasts, the higher we come up in rankings, the more bands that we can interview, the more content that we can give you, the more relatable stuff we can give you, the more visibility that those bands get. Um, you know, it all, it really is very, very much connected in the music industry. Um, and it's all hugely important. So, again, in the description below, there are, or in the description of the podcast, it may be below, depending on where you're streaming it. Anyway, there are links to Jacques' podcast, um, where you can find it. Again, it is called the Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast. Um, so go give them a like, a share, a follow, subscribe, whatever it's called where you are doing it. Um, he also does some merch, so jump on his site and check out his merch. Maybe there's something on there that, that you guys would dig. Um, I know he would greatly appreciate that support, even though he won't directly say it a lot of times, uh, but that's all going to be you know super helpful for him. Now, for me, the same thing. If you head over to youmakethescene.com slash shop, um, I'm working on merch designs all the time, you know, slowly rolling out different things. It is here in Indiana, 
very quickly becoming hoodie weather. And so uh, we are going to have some new hoodies up on the shop this coming week. Um, they should be up before our next episode, which our next episode is on Wednesday, November the 11th, um, which, as you heard Jacques and I talk about, will be my interview with Young Culture. Again, I'll have new merch up, new hoodies up specifically for that time, so check that out. Give me a like, a share, a follow, a subscribe, all that sort of stuff. Um, make sure you like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and that's everything I've got, guys. I know it was super long. I'm sorry, but hopefully you guys took something cool out of this, learned about at least a new podcast, maybe, um, and you know it'll give you more more options to support the music that you love. So. With that, remember to take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.